Welcome back to Finest Hours. I'm Braden Cromar, joined as always by my co-host Hayden Hansen and our executive producer Skylar Williams. Good afternoon, ladies and gents. Hello, and, hello. And all of our intros sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how that works. Uh, <laughs> I should be fired. <laughs> now I'm awful. the executive producer, so I should be fired. Yeah, yeah take control. Yeah. <laughs> just say what you guys tell me to. <laughs> it's all that's, scripted. That's oh yeah, it's just shocking, shocking. <laughs> uh, it's been a few weeks, but we're back with a another interesting story, and um, yeah. So I mean, really, we got to ask you guys to be imaginative and put on your thinking caps because for this story, we have to take you all the way back to. 2011 <laughs> it's been a hot minute it's making a- making this our most recent featured person of our Z- podcast where we share amazing true stories of human achievement and influence and eduardo garcia is no exception to that so Who's let's that? eduardo well i well i'll tell what, you what are eduardo his nicknames was. eduardo garcia born 1981 the son of a Mexican fisherman, his father was a chef and his mother an author, which is a, it's pretty cool, you know, a creative, creative household there. Early on, Eduardo's father left the family um, to go back to Mexico and fish for small game. The sea Wait, called what? Them. <laughs> <laughs> He's fishing for rabbits and... <laughs> no, he just, uh, I think he fished for sharks but (laughs) fishing for sharks is cool i mean that's a cool job it is yeah and so i could see why he no i can't see why he (laughs) left but anyway he ended up leaving because he wanted to go fishing loved the sea for a good time period of eduardo's life he had no idea who his father was his single mother took them to la where she continued to, to be an author, trying to raise them. She was pretty religious, and so she joined a church that she thought fit her the best when the church leader was like, all right, guys, let's pack everything up. There's probably, like, I think, 1,000 to 1,500 people that are part of this church, and they all got up and left and went to Montana and built the community there. Yeah, next to Bozeman, Montana. And that's where Eduardo and his siblings uh, grew up and really found a love for the outdoors, fishing, hunting, hiking, all of that stuff that really made Eduardo who he really was. Montana is a good place for that. It is a good place. I actually have never been to Montana, so that's a shame on my part. I've been to Montana once, almost hit a moose. I haven't really moment of my I life. haven't really been to Bozeman or anything. It's it's not that far away from us. It'd be good good little nature getaway. A jaunt. Take a jaunt on up to Bozeman. Yeah. So, yeah well, what's a jaunt? <laughs> Word <laughs> of the day. Jaunt. Eduardo in his early to mid teenage years wants to meet his dad and, and talks to his mom about this and um they make the arrangements and he packs up and moves down to 
Mexico, where he found his father and, and met his father for the first time. So living with his father for a while, it's not really going well. His father is drinking a lot. and Because what else would you do if you're on a boat all the time? Fish for sharks and drink, I guess. But <laughs> being, being, you know, in his, in his mid, mid-teens, it's not really a good situation for Eduardo. One night, Eduardo was having dinner with his mom. And all this drinking and, and smoking kind of caught up to him. And he opened up to his mother and said, I can't do this anymore. Living with dad got me into some terrible addictions. Reckless behavior. Re- reckless behavior. I drink, I smoke. I don't want to do this anymore. And I think the cool thing about this is that he saw the path that he was going down on and he didn't want to be on that path. He he wanted to do bigger and greater things. And so coming clean was kind of a turning point in his life where he said, you know, what, I'm, I'm done with kind of this childish behavior and I'm ready to take on the world and, and be a, a better person. Dude wanted to live. It was not in his plans to die young. Or was it? <laughs> no, you'll see. It's yeah. not in his plans. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. Um, but through him coming clean, then kind of found a love for cooking. He moved back up to Montana, got a job um, where he cooked part-time, really fell in love with that and ended up going to culinary school at the Art Institute of Seattle. The next big thing that he did is he got a cooking job on a yacht where he went on more adventures, kind of sailed through the world and was living his best life. Um, Sailing around carefree, all you're doing is cooking... And that's your passion. <laughs> not bad. It's not. Um, for, and you're cooking for snappy yacht people, though. Oh, <laughs> true. Uh, but, but if you're if you're a chef, you're going to different islands. You're getting new delicacies. You're getting new to try new condiments, fresh goods. Yeah, <laughs> new condiments. Um, and so I'm sure it was an exciting time. But unfortunately, with this fantastic life that he was living he got caught back up into the drinking and into the smoking and once again he had to come to a turning point and that's what brought him back to montana 2009 is when he moved back and really thought all right i I need to turn my life back around do we know about what age he was when he came back let's see 1981 plus hold on this is easy math it dude math it Nah. He's under 30. 28. 28 years old, he moves back to Montana. Give or take yeah. a few years. Give or take a few months. <laughs> Give or take seven months and eight days. And when we say give, we actually mean take. <laughs> We're very thorough. We want to be. That way you guys have the correct information. We wouldn't want to leave you astray with, with bad information. Or poorly Especially presented people information. that are alive that could track us down and correct us. Yes, <laughs> correct. Yes, with hook hands. With <laughs> oh, we haven't got there no, yet. No, have we, we have not gone there. Ooh, spoiler okay. alert. Maybe. Spoiler alert. Who knows? Um, yeah, so moving back to Montana, he uh, went back to what he loved, started to hike more, started to hunt more. In 2010, he ended up starting a business 
with his siblings and with what's it called it is called montana mex what do they make fresh condiments nope (laughs) so yeah montana mex he forms company with his siblings and they make mexican condiments so salsas and stuff like that so things were going really well for eduardo doing what he loves and that brings us to one fateful morning on October ninth, two thousand eleven. And he's in Montana doing what you do in Montana, and that is you walk out of your front porch with your rifle and you go hunting. <laughs> doesn't matter where rifle you are in Montana. Doesn't matter where you are in Montana. You just walk out with your rifles. I actually don't know if he was carrying a rifle. I heard that he actually only took a knife and was hunting elk <laughs> with a knife. <laughs> Let's get our facts right here. It was hunting season, archery hike. Okay. Yes. Bow and arrow. Boom. Arrows explode. Exploding tipped arrows. He was hunting elk. (laughs) What? Exploding tipped arrows? That part's not true. That part might be a little extra. (laughs) Fabricated. Fabricated. That's a great word. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's the only thing I've ever fabricated in my life. Which would explain why it was done so poorly. Can we move on? Yeah. So he's walking down a winding road on a hike and about three miles in, uh, he spots the remains of a baby black bear. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. So he wants to check it out. And it sounds like he wanted to get some sort of souvenir, like a bear claw or something, and, and kneels down with his knife and is electrocuted by 2,400 volts. This wild bear was not your typical black bear, was it? It was a... Wizard. No. (laughs) Come on, give us an electric-themed bear joke. It was a moray bear. What? What? (laughs) Have you guys heard of moray eels? Electric eels? (laughs) Oh, gosh. No one's going to get that joke. (laughs) No. <laughs> Unfortunate. I don't know if Amore is actually electric or not. <laughs> I think they're I just want, large. I want to know, like, how, like, this is what I hate about electricity. Like, it's, this doesn't mean anything. Like, I don't know what 2,400 volts is. I don't know what's it, what it's equivalent to. Uh, a volt is the potential, like, maximum current between two places. And so it may not actually be representative of what could kill you. I watched a video on it. But 2,400 volts, if you want to compare it to like a household appliance, they run it like, your big ones run it like 220, I think. 110 and 220 is what's in your house. But death has been caused at 42 volts. As it turned out, the bear had been killed by a buried live wire obviously unbeknownst to both the bear and Eduardo. So was the bear electrocuted or did somebody just throw it on the wire? I don't think anyone threw a <laughs> dead bear on, yeah. on the wire. I think if someone killed a bear and it was a Some guy bear. shot the bear and saw that it fell on a live wire so he left it there because he didn't want to get shocked. Goodness knows. So Eduardo gets absolutely wrecked. I mean, this is a serious, like, serious, serious injury. Like, this is, like, like, probably like being struck by lightning. (laughs) I don't know if it's that, but it's 
it's to it's Eduardo, it's probably the same. Yeah. Um, and so he gets knocked unconscious and he says that the next thing he remembers is he's like a mile away on this road wandering. He thinks that it's a dream. He's like, ah, oh, am I in a dream? Like hiking and hunting. But then he soon realizes that he can hear the birds. He can feel it. He can hear his feet scuffle and realizes that it's, it's real life. I'm surprised he, he was able to get up and walk around. Uh, honestly, yeah. It's got to be like the worst realization ever. Well, and just the the feeling you would have, like, it would just be out of this world. I remember, I think the only time I've really been electrocuted by something is actually the three of us in high school were at some barbecue for a track and field thing. And we were playing soccer or something and a ball went over a electric fence. I went to go get it. (laughs) And when I had touched the fence with my wrist as I was climbing back over it, it felt like someone had taken my internal organs and like stretched them out and like beat on them like a drum. And it knocked me back and it like totally, totally shocked me. It was, it was a bizarre, bizarre feeling. Yeah. Cause it's, it was for those horses and that um, was just an electric fence. Like this isn't a fatal thing. Like horses can run yeah. run up against these things all the time and not have any fatal injuries. But yeah, it's a bizarre feeling being electrocuted. Yeah, and so he has that feeling ten times worse. Just kind of like <laughs> just kind of like wandering, but he knows that he needs to get help, and so he ends up hiking about three miles before he's able to get help. Helicopter comes takes him flies him to salt lake and he heads straight to the icu and the cool thing about this is that they uh it's like an ex-girlfriend they call her she comes to the hospital and she decides to record his recovery and so he actually has film of what he looks like and everything that he he kind of went through after this terrible accident which you were mentioning a documentary on on him that's available on amazon prime called charge so if you want to learn more about the eduardo story we'll we'll plug that for you yes that's Um, your last freebie (laughs) that's your last freebie amazon prime i'm warning warning you guys you need to start paying us we're ready (laughs) we're ready to take on some sponsorships because as you can see we're, we're very well researched here Exactly. Yes. We just do so much research for this. The crazy thing here is that the dude just gets electrocuted, but he ends up finding more bad news when he gets to the hospital. Right. Yeah. Just, just when you think it can't get any worse, like, Oh, Eduardo, you blew out a ton of muscle mass. You have, you have damage to your tissues everywhere. Uh, You're going to be spending body. a lot of time in the burn ICU. Your arm's been blown off, so you don't have a left arm anymore. Oh, and guess what we found? You have stage two testicular cancer. Good thing you came to the hospital. Like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Is this some kind of cruel joke? So the crazy thing with that is once the cancer was found, the doctors realized that the most important thing to do would be to attack the cancer. And so he goes through a couple months of chemotherapy and they have to do that before they can really start focusing on the burn wounds and the 
fact that he had, you know, a limb blown off. So it was not good news. And because they had to focus their attention on that, um, he had to deal with infection because of the burns. And so he ended up losing, I think, four ribs and like his left hand and several inches of his left forearm. Burns are nasty. Awful. Like you only hear about wounds like that from war and now has to deal with this just terrible, terrible injury. So he spends a total of like 48 days in the hospital in Salt Lake City. And what that's considering his injuries is actually, actually not that much. It, it seems that he recovered relatively quickly from all of these traumatic injuries. He, he had a, a pretty good attitude about the whole thing. Of course, he had his moments um, where he was like, why me? Why did this happen to me? This sucks. This is super hard. But he, he worked really hard to recover um, and to get better because he wanted to continue to live a life of adventure to be able to do all the things that he loved. Yeah, he has a, he has a quote that we'll share. Looking back, I can see it was my unshakable positive attitude that allowed me to be strong and patient. And that in turn allowed my support of team support team of surgeons and caregivers to do their jobs, accepting help from others, being humble, and ultimately coming to terms with and owning the new me has made me who I am today. As he was relearning how to do everything, missing that left arm, he was right-handed, luckily, but he still realized that there was much that he had to learn and relearn due to the loss of his arm. There was a company that reached out to him and wanted to help, and they helped develop a bionic arm that had five fingers, and it attached to the remaining muscles in his left forearm and was capable of gripping in 25 different ways. And so Eduardo said something pretty funny about that. He's like, I've got superpowers. I can reach into the oven and not get burned. Like, (laughs) that's the coolest thing ever. I've never cut one of my left fingers. (laughs) Anyway, he said some funny things and, again, just very positive. All good things to come in handy when you are a chef, now turned bionic chef. He's like the Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) He'll terminate those carrots. He pushes, he continues to to move on with his life. It's probably about a year or two after his accident, he ends up going on a hike back to where this incident happened. He goes back and he finds the the uh the box with the electrical wire and he sees that it's bolted up it's covered and it's it's safe and he has a really hard time with that he kind of breaks down and he's only able to spend maybe five minutes there and he he has to leave he he wants to get out of there and it takes him a lot more time to kind of fully recover um and understand exactly what happened to him and and what he went through. And now he takes people on hikes up there, talks about um, his experience and he's able to do it. And he's able to kind of cope with that emotionally. He also is able to turn that around and he speaks to audiences and shows people, you know, you can have stuff happen to you and turn it into a better thing. You can help other people and not just limit yourself. Cause I think the majority of us, would say that you know we have bad things happen to us but you still have all of your limbs you still have all of your muscle 
and we have Eduardo here who doesn't have a left hand, they had to move muscles around to be able to fill the hole in his chest. And so he's really you know, struggling, but he's able to go out there and he's able to help other people and make a negative experience turn out positive for other people and for himself. And if you think Eduardo is a guy that is going to change anything about his life, you are wrong because Eduardo continues to work as a chef. He actually owns his own company called Montana Mex. Eduardo still loves, has a great love for the outdoor. He loves being physical, getting out there. He competes in triathlons, a lot of running, biking, and swimming. He also found a new thing that he really enjoys doing. He goes around with people and cooks extravagant meals off of campfires while he's camping with them. So I like that's super cool. And at the end of the day, he said that the accident has made his life more fulfilled and brighter. Now, one of the unique things about Eduardo's story is that it isn't finished, which is actually rare for the amount of people that we've talked about. So he's still going on through his life, and that's something that's really cool is he's still got a bright future ahead of him, which for most people that we've talked about wasn't true. They'd finished their time here and left an impression on the world, but he still has plenty of time to leave additional impressions, but he has left quite an impression so far. So it'll be exciting to see what else he chooses to do with his life. Yep. He's got a lot of work to do, unlike uh, quite a bit of our subjects that we've done, where a lot of them have, have gone and passed on. He's got a lot more impact to share on the world. So I guess at the end of the day, that's what Finest Hours is all about. It is. So we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you want to continue to keep up with us, please follow our Instagram at Finest Hours Podcast have any questions or would like us to do someone hit us up in our email at finesthourspod at gmail.com we have also added google podcasts we can now be found on google podcasts for all you android users out there that's going to do it for us this week stay tuned in a couple of weeks when we have a special episode as it is february we will be presenting a another special episode on black history month we'll feature three heroes of black history in america Well, that's going to do it for this week. We hope you stay safe out there and uh, stay away from any live wires. What? He said live wires. That's a a Motley Crue song. Live wires! Nobody's going to get that joke. (laughs) The Harley riders will. (laughs) 